0: Thank you for joining us. As we worship today, we'll worship in song, we'll pray together, and we'll also hear God's scriptures. I believe that all those experiences will help us to know God better, to experience more of God, and also to enjoy Him today. So that is my prayer and desire for you as we get started. Let's begin by worshiping the Lord in song, amen.
1: exalt our king hallelujah lord yes the world
0: We need prayer more than anything else right now in this world. Our churches are in a spiritual decline. Our families are in a spiritual decline. Everywhere we go, spirituality that revolves around Christ Jesus is at an all-time low. We want to begin praying in every neighborhood that the Common Bond Church family is a part of. We want to pray for the spiritual decline on our streets the spiritual decline in our neighborhoods we want to pray for the households that are around you so that we can begin to share with them the impact and the experience of having god in your life through christ jesus will you welcome us will you begin to pray with us and will you actually get out on the streets with us we would love for you to actually respond By being able to raise your hand and say, yes, I will be that individual that welcomes you into my neighborhood. And we will begin to join you praying for your neighborhood, praying for your family, praying wherever God has placed your feet over. Let's begin to be bold enough to take the next steps of faith to believe in the power of prayer. I'd love for you to get in the chat room right now. Or if you're hearing this later, contact us on our website at commonbondchurch.org. fill out a comment card and let us know that you want to engage in this movement of prayer. I believe that as we engage in this movement of prayer that God has for us, we're going to see things that we have never experienced before. We're going to experience the power of God. We're going to experience God himself speak to us, do things that we have never experienced before in our life. I'm ready for it. Are you ready for it? think about what the church is supposed to be yeah. I think about the antidote Slow to what the world is mm. you know in, in a large sense yeah, yeah, yeah. and one of the things that, about the world that we live in is the busyness of life yeah. you know this non-stop go go, go chief, achieve achieve and it just wears us out right mm. yeah. and I think about how the church itself is supposed to be the antidote to that Weariness, that tiredness of life. Yeah. You know, I get that idea because when I understand what the Sabbath is itself, yeah. you know, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 4 that God created the world in six days mm-hmm. and then on the seventh day he rested and enjoyed all that he created. Yeah. In the same kind of sense, God has given us a Sabbath, yeah. a Sunday, a time to seek him and enjoy all that he does. So, I think that we're supposed to be at rest on that Sunday. So, (laughs) so think about this. Okay. Um, So, when we got together Mm -hmm. uh, for breakfast, I saw you walking into the restaurant, (laughs) moving slow. (laughs) slow. (laughs) (laughs) The gate was, you know, Uh moving sideways. Uh I was like, man, is Terrence all right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, I asked you that question when you got in, hey, man, is everything okay? Yeah. And you said that you were walking slow on intention.
2: I am practicing avoiding distress. Mm. Like literally before we started right now, I was on the phone with a friend of mine and was saying that when I'm rushing, I'm in distress. Like you cannot rush and not be in distress. And so when you're in distress, you're com- you're stressed out. You're burdened. You are distracted. You are prone to missing important details. You're prone to just getting soul tired. Mm. And these days in my life, because I'm just tired of being soul tired, is is about moving at a slower pace. Even in my walk, um, in my conversation, I'm a fast talker, but I'm practicing slowing down. Mm. And it has provided a peace, a wholeness of, ooh, you know, it's like oh, I'm okay. Right. Uh, and i you know, it's it's just essential, I think, just to have like that peace is important. These being at rest, mm-hmm. right? From, from Hebrews 4, is is just your soul needs it. Mm-hmm. Your your mind, your by everything about you, craves rest. Right? We're so trained to be busy. We are everything about our lives screams urgent 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 and you could be going so far so fast and not know that you're deteriorating Mm -hmm. and i i just got tired of deteriorating Mm -hmm. and and then waking up one day just down you know or sad or whatever so Mm -hmm. i'm practicing intentional slowness amen i'll get to it when i get to it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like
0: And God gave us this gift of the Sabbath. And I think that that's our job as a church, you know, to model what it actually looks like to rest in God and enjoy him.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, but we do something different in most of our churches and experiences that I've also had is that we've just been busy. You know, we get quickly to the worship, quickly through prayer. Mm. You know, our our sermon has to hit the high point Mm. very quickly. Because we are modeling what the world gives us and less of what God says, just rest, enjoy my presence and all that I created. What we are losing value in is not understanding that God actually desires us to actually be with him. We think that God wants us to do things for him. And we're trained from the world to be achievers and to do and to do, and not really recognizing that the point of everything God may want in our life is actually just to be with Him.
2: Yeah. It's a little Friday. <laughs> like, do not like, yeah. Like, you don't want me to earn my way to heaven, Jesus? Like, you know?
0: <laughs> but you said this to me before, is that everything that's about Christ Jesus mm-hmm. was about Him being with us. Yeah. Being present with us. yeah.
2: I mean the whole book. I mean, let's—we could start from Genesis one, that the Holy Spirit is hovering in the deep. God is already present in the brokenness or the emptiness of the world, and then He does all this work. He drops Adam and Eve in the garden, and based off of some implications, you see, once Adam and Eve fall, God has come to the garden. So there's a there is a an assumption that He makes visits that. He puts you in the garden so he can come hang out. He, he made you to, to hang out with you. And then we can drive on through to the children of Israel, and we see um, uh, in the Exodus, and we see God say, "Hey, I got to come check on my people that I made a covenant with." And then we see God says, "Hey, make me a tabernacle. You know, I'm coming to hang. I want to be among my people." And that's the theme. One of the major things of the scripture. Um, I know we've been preached about going to be with God, but the scripture is that God's coming to us. Yeah,
0: there's a scripture that you were just sharing with me that related to the children of Israel and Moses. I think it's Exodus 33. 33. What well, scripture? I
2: think in that passage, if you're bringing it out of my memory, Moses is concerned about the journey, and he's asking God, he's "Like, how am I going to know?" You know how? He, God says, "My presence will go with you." And I will give you rest. So, like, Moses is anxious about this great situation that they're in. And God's like, I I'm going with you. Like, not only am I, I'm not just walking alongside you. Not only am I just empowering you. And I'm not only just empowering you, but I'm actually present with you. And a byproduct of my presence is you're gonna have rest.
0: Let's talk about what the presence of God should mean. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because in that passage in Exodus chapter 33, God is not physical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he he still says to Moses, my presence will be with you.
2: Yeah.
0: And he's given us some kind of insight on how we can actually live today. Of God's presence still being with us, even when he's not physically
2: there with us. Yeah. That's good. Makes me think of that. I think, I'm not sure if this is the right spot, but it makes me think of, as we're talking about this, uh, when he's guiding the children of Israel from out of Egypt down towards the, river, uh, the Red Sea, uh, the text says there was a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. And it's not that the, God was not the fire, but the fire is an expression of his presence, it was a symbol. How we make the presence of God? uh, We make the symbols of God. The presence of God, you know, and He's present when there is no symbol, (laughs) like because He's omnipresent, right? But uh, just struggling through—not struggling through it, but processing how to become aware, right? Being aware of God, Mm
0: -hmm. because the Sabbath itself tells us that we got to slow down from the busyness of life. Mm -hmm so that we can be aware of what is really happening. Yeah. So that you can just look, oh, I can enjoy everything that God has, has created. Yeah. I can look and smell the flowers. Right. You know, that's that expression, right? right. It's good. Because sometimes when we're so busy, you can't look and smell the flowers and actually see that they're really right there. Yeah. So I think that when Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity mm-hmm. are actually expressing themselves to mm-hmm. us, to be present with them, it's an opportunity for us to to recognize that God is everywhere. Yeah. But are we recognizing that God is everywhere in
2: our life? Yeah. It's good. Yeah. This is good. This conversation is pointing to the reduction of busyness. It might be the most important to, to be experiencing God. You know. Um, I mean, so I, my life is you know, we talked about you know just noticing the presence of god in my life growing up in pentecostal you know every uh, the emphasis on the holy ghost the holy ghost you know and so um, man it's just like i was taught i was in the environment of people who who knew god they didn't have much education but these people had such a conviction about the realness of god you know there was ways that they taught us about the presence of god that they didn't know they were teaching us so it makes me think when i got saved you know, i was in vacation bible school and there was something happening and then the assistant pastor was like hey who wants to be saved and to this day i don't know why i was like i think i want that you know but the, the scripture tells us that the holy spirit prompts us so he came up he prayed for us laid hands on me and i like fell out was like, i was like but i was crying. There was I felt something. And some some of our friends would be like, "Oh, it's not about feelings," but I, you, I cannot deny That was an undeniable presence mm-hmm. of warmth. You know that it's beyond. You don't. No blanket could give you this. Right. No no physical body could give you
0: this. And this is a good conversation. I like that you brought up your background, mm-hmm. Pentecostal background, and that experience. And I was just reading today in the scriptures, John, chapter 21, I think in verse one and two, where God says that, and this was one way that he revealed himself, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. meaning that there's many ways that God reveals himself. And So you had this one experience where God revealed yourself in a very Pentecostal way. Right, right. You know, some people who have accepted Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior haven't had that experience yet. Or maybe we'll never have that experience because God will reveal himself to them in a different way. Yeah. And so one of the conversations I love having with you is just appreciating the diversity of interactions we have with different kinds of Christians, you know, whether or not you're reformed or you're charismatic or you're Baptist or you're Presbyterian, Episcopalian, or even Catholic, you know, there's a different ways that God has revealed himself to certain people and groups of people.
2: Yeah.
0: of how his expression is known, yeah. all through Christ Jesus, but the experience is not the same for everybody. Yeah. So I can you know, use as an example, as someone who has more of a evangelical word-based bringing in background, mm-hmm. they maybe have never had a Holy Spirit experience. Right. Their experience is primarily through the word of God. Right. And so understanding that I felt Jesus, mm-hmm. Or the Holy Spirit spoke to me as a foreign conversation. Right. Not saying that it's a, one is right and what and the other is wrong. They're just two different experiences.
2: Yeah. I appreciate the diversity in which God is presented, which which causes me to get around everybody. Let me let me see how you're experiencing God. Right. Let me and you actually were one person who helped me realize that some people you've said this. Some people worship God with the mind. Mm-hmm. You know, for some it's in emotions or in their physical expressions. Helping me to realize and to notice how others are seeing God or are experiencing the presence of God.
0: Because imagine that I'm right with my wife, but I'm not paying attention to her at all. Instead, what I'm absorbed in is some letters that she wrote me years ago. And I just love these letters that she wrote to me. And I'm just absorbed in these letters, man. Like, she just told me that she loved me so much. (laughs) And she told me what she was doing and her experience there. And I failed to recognize my wife's right here. I can enjoy everything about her right here. I think about the Bible or the things of, of God, such as worship and prayer and all the things that are about God, that sometimes we can actually miss the presence of God by being consumed with the things of God. Like I like to say like the things of God, like the word of God is supposed to draw us to the presence of God, to see God more clearly, to be more in the presence of God, to actually know God more. So when we think about the many ways that people can experience God, how do we help people to understand when you are experiencing the presence of God, it's a good question. Hey, what do you think? Well, I, I have to think about
2: John fifteen. I mean, John, John fourteen, John sixteen, talking about Holy Spirit. One thing is, he says He guide you to all truth. Right. So there's an informational element. There's a there's an illumination of your soul when you're in the presence of spirit Some ought to happen in your in your mind when you have come upon the presence of God. I think that's one of the basic and most important. Because some groups will limit it to how you praise. Oh, it makes me dance. It makes me speak in tongues. <laughs> you know, it makes me shy. But I think, uh, besides a performance, some, some ought to happen in us. How can, I was thinking about this. How can you be in the presence of Almighty God and remain the same? Mm. Maybe that's why we have a whole bunch of unchanged trophies. But mm. we don't have to go there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Something ought to happen in my mind, in my soul, in my heart that a, a counselor couldn't help me realize. Something ought to happen me, that a doctor couldn't do. That medication couldn't accomplish. There something happening in my being. Yeah. That's beyond human explanation. Yeah. I think that's, that's how my first expression
0: will In Acts chapter 2, the Bible tells us that they started meeting daily in the houses of those that were part of the community of faith. And daily, as they were breaking bread and as they were in community, they also experienced something special
2: the awe. Oh, the awe. Don't have the awe. The awe of God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: I think that that's a kiss missing point that we need to talk about. Yeah. It's like the awe of God is this opportunity to have this moment. Yeah. That's different from everything that you experience. That is distinctively God drawing Himself to you. That the only thing that you can do is to revere the presence that He gives us. Yeah. Same thing happened to Moses, right? Yeah. yeah. Where he saw the the burning bush. Yeah. And he was in awe.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, not awe as in wow. Yeah. But awe as it takes your breath away.
2: Yeah. You
0: yeah. know, an opportunity. Sometimes there are moments where God gives you. Where he just takes your breath away. And when I think about all the expressions that God reveals himself to us, he can take our breath away in every single expression yeah. of his revelation, of yeah. his revealing of himself. Through the word, yeah. through worship, yeah. through prayer, you know, through the Holy Spirit, yeah. you know, a charismatic experience. All of those are different, but we'll all have an opportunity to be in
2: awe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good, bro. That's really good because I—that's another thing. Because I, I think through the scriptures in my mind, all the awe experiences. Isaiah chapter six. And the, the year King i died, I saw the Lord was trained for the temple, find me and He—the awe brings him to his knees. You know, this—I this, have never seen anything more beautiful. I've never seen anything more glorious.
0: Uh, Those awe experiences become what is normal Mm -hmm. as we gather as a community. And I think one of the, the things that I like to talk about is how do I be authentic to not manufacture, but to just be in the presence where I'm free to just express this moment that I'm having with God. So yesterday, I think God gave me an opportunity, an example to express what it means to have an awe knowing. And so I'm listening to my playlist of worship and it gets to a song that talks about waiting on the Lord. And I've heard this song about a hundred times. But this time when I heard the words and I was singing the words, I started to cry out to God. And I said, Lord, I will wait on you. You will renew my strength. And as I started saying those words, it felt different than the words that I was hearing. It was like God was giving me a pause. Yeah. You know, He was giving me a moment to recognize that yes, I truly will strengthen you as you need strength. Yeah. And the only thing I could do at that moment was just get on my knees, lift up my hands, right. and let tears just come out of my eyes. Right, right, right. I felt that was an awe moment. Yeah. You know, an opportunity for for me to express the way that God actually can touch you and just show you that His presence is right here. Yeah, yeah. your presence is right here now. Yeah, yeah. It
2: causes us, it distracts us from. You know, you're too busy to think about. You're too. You know, you got too much going on to say. Let me. And experience the awe so that I think the awe increases our awareness. It's a part of it. It's kind of like, you know, you get warmer when you're by the mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, when you're about to fire. So you got to make sure you pause and get by the fire so you can be impacted by the mm-hmm. You know, that's the awe. We have to have more spaces for it so that it helps us to have more spaces for it. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to have more spaces. That's the only way to, to create a hunger for it. You know what we should do? What should we do? Part two. Part two. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, let's
0: do a cliffhanger.
2: Let's do a cliffhanger.
0: So let's pause it for here. Okay. Let's come back and do a part two and continue and discuss what it truly means to be in the presence of God. Yeah. What it means to get out of the way so that as we gather together as people yeah. who love God, who worship God, that we're always experiencing His presence.
2: Let's do, do it, bro.
0: Yeah. Do
1: it. You're <laughs> good.